Crash. Hello, welcome to another episode of Kailacht Car Crash. I'm Dilum and I'm here with my amazing colleague. Sandra. How are you doing, Sandra? I'm okay. Uh, I'm a bit tired, but it's uh, normally an after exam. But finally, I uh, post my thesis in, so yeah, That's now I have really... some rest. Now How are you? Well, I'm tired as well. It's like the weather outside is not great right now. And I did a lot of working the last couple of days, helped you with your thesis. And um, I actually yeah. really want to sleep, sleep for like three whole days, but that's not possible. Um, but we're going on anyway. And um, Corona is dying, dying down a little bit. We're all allowed to see a little bit, um, bit more people, which is great. I don't have to like be alone at the studio anymore all day. We can see each other again. Yes, and we well, we are also joined today by a very special guest who's also showing soon because the government is allowing uh, cultural events again, starting uh, July 1st. So we hope we'll show her and her work very soon at our space. And that is Francesca. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you Hello. doing? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. can. Yeah, I can't wait to show at your place, guys. And I'm very, very happy to know you. Very weird because it's, we have a online preview, but uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see the actual surprise. Yeah. Yeah, we're also very excited because like, we have had all these artworks in the studio and in the space for like how many months now? I think three. More. Like almost <laughs> four months. So we're like, okay, it's, it's time we do something with them. Mm -hmm. And I think yours was like the last artwork we picked up before the quarantine started. Right. Just in time. <laughs> yeah, just in time. <laughs> and how are you doing? How is everything going in Italy? Well, now, uh, right now, I am, I am in Milan, and uh, it's true, the lockdown is going away a little bit. Uh, we can go out, and soon, uh, we actually, we, we can go out of the region. Unfortunately, I'm in the worst region of the country, so I, I'm, I'm seen uh, from, from the exterior as a kind of demon somehow. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean... Uh, Everything is, is going. I, I haven't been to my atelier in the past months, but uh, so this is why I created this kind of uh, house atelier. So I continue to work somehow, let's say. <laughs> but I'm great to be in my studio like now. <laughs> so you weren't even allowed to go to your studio? But let's say it was a bit far. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I could go, but I didn't want to risk and, you mm -hmm. know, everything. <laughs> And everybody so around you is also fine, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is. Everyone is now safe. Uh, let's let's see. Let's say I'm lucky that uh, around I don't have any problems. <laughs> but it was it was a kind of uh, exercise to to kind of concentrate in the house world and uh, yeah, with things I have, you know, without being. Uh, uh, in a rush of uh, buying, I don't know, whatever things, uh, just use what I had in my, my little kitchen. That's, that's good. It's a good exercise. <laughs> Great. 
So was it made? Was it hard to not to create a few months? Sorry. Was it hard for you to not to create a few months? It was a challenge somehow. Like as I told you, I. I uh, at first, yeah, I was like, oh, what, what I am doing here? I don't have my, you know, tools. And, but then it became kind of automatic, you know, I, I started to work with the fabrics and things, uh, simple things like ordinary objects. And also I created a bit of uh, inks by myself. So I, I did, uh, you know, things with natural, materials and stuff it it was a good uh, a good experiment <laughs> but now i'm back <laughs> <laughs> with everything we learned during the quarantine yeah 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 so you just wanted uh, some uh, material at home and you just worked with that right yeah yeah i use a lot of fabrics because i found the uh, bed sheets that i didn't use cotton things uh i printed with natural stuff like really kitchen things and it was great, you know, it was, it was a good, also like about the waste, it was a good exercise not to waste and really um, made the best out of house things and objects. And I printed like with bread, I printed uh, with uh, curcuma, uh, turmeric. Yeah. Um, simple paper, um, just little experiments, you know, it's not, uh, you don't have to do great things, just a little uh, uh, experimental <laughs> laboratory. <laughs> it's important but to like, I, do these things while we're locked down, like little experiments. It's, it's given us the freedom to not be that productive, but to see new things. Yeah. Like for example, also the space, like I started to use the building space, you know, I live in a, a flat with a, like in between a big block. And so we have many flats. And at some point I was like, okay, this, this kitchen is not enough. I'm going to go in the shared space of the building and I'm trying to install my things here. So I was, you know, kind of using what, the <laughs> what the building gave to to the residents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I mean, in the end, uh, in, uh, in, in exhibition, uh, in, in uh, beauty, I will have a kind of uh, ordinary object, no, somehow, <laughs> like a, a buff, um, yeah, a buff tool, somehow. Uh, yeah. So it's not far from what I will uh, show in the end. <laughs> um, well, talking about like a bath and stuff, um, I think we see sometimes a lot of ordinary everyday objects like furniture and uh, like a bath, an oven, a plug, something that maybe resembles a hammock almost in your work. Um, is that something you consciously choose? Uh, yeah, like talking about this, um, well, the first time actually I used this um, specific object was in uh, 2016 mm -hmm. and I was walking in a street and I found it really, really random 
uh, it was a bathtub and you know like those uh, very old bathtub like very long and it's in Giza it's like a old metal with the, you know it's, I really was fascinated by the shape and um, yeah like uh, the, the container itself so I started to use it and since then I'm very close to objects like um, as you say, uh, ordinary objects like the bathtub, but also, um, yeah, I mean, um, um, plugs, as you mentioned, the plugs is part of the bathtub, but um, what I was interested on um, is the, um, like, you know, we, we see these objects every day and we use them and they have a function, they are uh, design pieces that you, I don't know, you sit on, and they have, yeah, basically they have a function. But what I was fascinated about is their um, mythological kind of aspect. Mm -hmm. Like they, they have a kind of seduction somehow and they have a, um, a, a poetry, I would say a poem, poetry. So I was turning around this object and I decided to use it. And since then I, well, first, first of all, I used it for the so-called unseen performances uh, that are actually uh, actions that I was, um, I decided to do inside the space. Um, and um, a little by little, I kept the image as a kind of uh, symbol somehow. So forgetting all the function, I, I took the 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 object uh, as a you know multi multi directional um, tool, mm -hmm. and so I basically because like this it really sounds abstract. <laughs> basically, what I do I did is to decide to go inside and do an action and record an action of myself um, spreading a clay. So really work with the material and stuff and occupying a little bit by little bit with very slow movements this very restricted space and then i started to take the object uh, like i don't know I, okay it's a poster podcast no one can see it but oh that's great i have a, a, a wallpaper um this is part of the evolution of uh, this object. I really took the um, image uh, printed with gum print, uh, um, alternative uh, print ma making uh, techniques. Uh, and until now, I mean, I'm, I'm still um, uh, using this uh, symbol. <laughs> but actually what I haven't said uh, is that I started my artwork, uh, my yeah, my practice with the printmaking, and so um, let's say that uh, this sensibility is present um, nowadays, like still present, uh, even if sometimes I do wallpapers or I work with photography or with uh, installations or yeah, also in this. Um, somehow in the um, use of this object, um, I was still speaking 
with the printmaking mind, let's say. Mm -hmm. Printmaking mind, huh? Yeah, uh, in the printmaking sensibility, because, um, well, I studied a lot uh, the print, the printmaking, and mm -hmm. then I, I arrived at the point uh, in which I was questioning myself, um, the limit of printmaking and how this technique, because it's just a technique, how can it uh, be more poetic and how can it be less restricted? Mm -hmm. And how can I expand uh, myself and think about the, yeah, the expansion of this uh, technique? So the, the concept of printing, you know, in, the, in this action that I was doing in the bathtub, there is this, my, my whole body is printing and I'm kind of shaping the, the ground with myself, with my hands. And so, yeah, I, in this sense, I, and also is a restriction, you know, that the bathtub is, um, is a closed space and I kind of put my body in, in that somehow. Also, yeah. is a kind of, uh, because, this action actually it was um, referred to many things. I like to be the to to see the object not only as an object, but like I mean, the bathtub is something that um, gives um, kind of I don't know how to say in English if it's correct, but um, uh, rebirth tool. Yeah. You know, okay. Like, like a source of um, of uh, birth. See. <laughs> um, you, you talk uh, about print and then you talk about like um, using print with your uh, with your whole body so um, we know also that uh, early work from you was uh, more print and then you be uh, uh, you started to work with performances and installations so yeah maybe, maybe you can explain more how is this how is how how did you do that like uh to come from 2d to your body like this is a, a like a, a big change i think yeah so yeah. how how is it um happened yeah i i have, i i did a jump so sorry guys <laughs> no it's uh, okay <laughs> well yeah um I mean, I, so for the first, the first thing is I, I started to study and to do art with school and I get really passionate about printmakings and graphic things and also like do it yourself techniques, etc. But then um, I was uh, thinking about the extension in the space and um, yeah, for me, what I, I think uh, um, I kept is the um, indirect um, way of, uh, of act, acting, because somehow, sometimes I, I work with video and performances, and I think that the, um, the video and the performances I, I do is always hidden, you know? I don't consider myself a, a video artist, or a performer, or uh, or both, you know. 
Um, so I think the, the video and the performance um, is always a, a mean, you know, some uh, a tool that kind of um, is a choice uh, I did to, to show myself through, through the, the tool of video or whatever. It's a way to, to, to show intimacy somehow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that print is all, also intimacy? Printy, yeah, can, yeah, yeah, definitely, also intimacy. Yeah, because you're also looking for like this poetic sense in the printmaking, which which makes it more intimate uh, somehow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, print is very intimacy. It's, it starts from the you know the skin of your body, so <laughs> it's very connected with the with yourself, with your little movements around the space and the marks that you leave in the space. Mm -hmm. And it tells something very, I don't know, I think it's poetic and mythological somehow, you know, the, the movements of your own body around, like, how to know the space. And if an artist would paint with his hands, for example, not with a brush, is that also intimacy or uh, you think it's uh, other way? <laughs> um, yeah, and artist can do whatever he or she wants. So yeah, it's definitely a very, very direct way mm -hmm. to print with the hands. It's something that uh, is, is a game, you know, something mm -hmm. instinct, instinct. <laughs> it's maybe more about it's like leaving a mark which is yeah. to printmaking or to painting or even you in the bathtub is like making uh making a mark in the clay mm -hmm. in the bathtub it's all about leaving a mark that's maybe a sense of i was here and i was alive and i left something behind mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's like a kind of dry swim somehow <laughs> so, so it, it, it's a kind of a swim that leaves movement, leaves uh -huh. uh, directions and traces. <laughs> like the uh, the dinosaur paw prints you can still find like in certain... Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a, it's a, a concrete uh, evidence of your movements, of your body, and also very, um, let's say, um, random somehow, no? <laughs> and I, yeah, I mean, in this work, I, I think it's very important, this work, because it was a kind of turning point in which I really could um, think about uh, an action or a, some, like, more than a print on a, on a paper, I, I could uh, still conceive it as a, as a print. Mm -hmm. And I was um, very excited because also I, I could communicate other stories with this. And I think this is why I'm still using this object because it's, it was very strong for me. And so when you do the performances, you call them video performances, right? Because you record yeah. them? Yeah, yeah. I, 
yeah, I have like five minutes of video, but somehow this video is not the, it's not only the work, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, of course. But so, yeah, because normally a performance is like happening live and the the art or a performance artist considers the performance the work and then the recording is just a recording. How does that work for you? Um, it's more like um, I I don't want to impose myself on other people. I prefer to record what I do, the gesture um, and the action, and give it through. Um, uh, not so direct um, mode modality, okay. and so I I don't. It's because it's kind of my nature. I don't want to um, be present. I I, I ne I'm never present, you know. And so it's is a second. It's like it's a choice. It's just a choice. Like with Bahira Abhamovic, the artist is present. In your case, the apps. Yeah. The artist exactly. is absent. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It happens many times. Like, ah, so you're a performer. No, I'm not a performer. <laughs> it's totally different. <laughs> you know Marina Abramovic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of what course. What do you think about her? You like her work? Yeah, um, I missed a, a show. I don't, don't remember if she did it or not. In the in here in Milan. Mm -hmm. um, I yeah, it's very strong. It's it's very very strong. Um, it's not my I, I I understand. It's not how I would uh, behave. Um, and it's really based on you know uh, the moment and the impulse. She, I mean, she's looking at your face and she she's there, so <laughs> you can't do otherwise. <laughs> um, yeah 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 of course. Okay. But yeah, maybe your work is about like other things than, than the present and the moment and the action. It's yeah, exactly. about the, what's left after the action has happened. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like the rest, so what it remains of uh, mm -hmm. after this, uh, this action. Um, of course, you, I don't know, I feel more comfortable with uh, uh, letting people like see uh, um, a rune, kind of rune of what I did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so you started out with printmaking. How did you get drawn into the printmaking process? Why not sculpture or painting or something else? How did it all start out actually at art school? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I do uh, two jumps now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I was applying to the art school here in Milan. And I, I just, I just wanted to see the space first, you know, because I, I wanted to have a, uh, to see it first. <laughs> and I entered in the, the laboratory, the, 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 the atelier um, of graphic arts, printmakings, and I just really felt very, very comfortable. <laughs> I remember with, um, I don't know, the smell of the paper, the, um, the atmosphere. Um, the kind of uh, um, organization they had. Um, so, yeah, I just felt comfortable in that level. And then I didn't know, uh, you know, what was a soft ground or other techniques. So I was like, okay, I want to try and I want to, you know, experiment a bit with this uh, 
<laughs> with these things I don't know so I started and I mean I, I realized that you know you have these techniques and you have that and this and that and then you can join them together so it was like okay I just like the the way the process they did and so I went on for uh, three years uh, to do that and then I was like okay let's let's try I went abroad and I continued the, the process with other stuff and I also um, knew another approach somehow um, I went to England um, then I came back I was very very happy with these techniques I opened um, shared atelier with other people who were doing uh, printmaking like me mm -hmm. and I was like okay so I'm going to have my master maybe I should um, still work with these things but I'm I don't know let's explore other stuff so I was like okay uh, I can do them in another you know more conceptually and and this is what I did for my last two years like okay. last two years of masters oh so your master is two years e uh, yeah, I mean, it's not called master here in Italy, but abroad is called master. Like okay, specialization. Funny school systems. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you like the art school, or maybe you think that, uh, or maybe you are happy that you are ending your uh, master? Well, I've finished actually two years ago. <laughs> Or, uh, oh, not in school anymore. <laughs> but I, yeah, if I could, I could continue. Why not? Uh, maybe not there, or maybe in another place. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It passed very, very fast. Uh, I don't know. So you think you think that uh, art school gives uh, a lot of uh, opportunities for uh, young artists? Uh, it depends on the depends on the art school, maybe. Um, and your school? Sorry? And your school? Yeah, ex uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very difficult question because my school is, I don't know, I, I think it's very sp special somehow. It's really, um, it doesn't guide you so well somehow and it's not that strict. It gives you a lot of freedom and mm -hmm. I, um, I think many people get terrified by that somehow, <laughs> you know. Ah, yeah. the, um, uh, we all know the the same situation because in our school was the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah. I mean, it, it gives you a lot of inspiration. It's good for contacts. It's good for you know this kind of um, yeah. other things. But yeah, yeah, of course, of course, it. Um, it's it's Brera. It's called Brera. It's a it's a good art. It's a good art school. <laughs> it's, I have this book from Erich Fromm, which my one of my teachers made me buy. It's called um, the 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 fear of freedom. It's mm -hmm. a philosophical book, and I got to page twenty three, and then I stopped reading. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should pick it up again because we've been like asking questions about like what it means to be an artist and have all this freedom. But then again, there's this responsibility and 
if you're free, that also means that you have to do everything yourself and there's no one there to guide you through it because it's all your own. Yeah. You have the, that uh, uh, fear for that to be alone, like not to exhibit the, or like when the open calls are not answering for you or when you, when you get a no uh, from from a gallery or something? Do you have that fear? Well, I I don't think it's a fear. I don't I don't feel fear to be honest. <clears throat> oh, wow, congratulations! What what pills do you take? <laughs> Sorry. What pills do you take? <laughs> uh, many many people are answer uh, questioning. No. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think uh, if you are if you have fear, you, you don't move, you know. So yes, uh, if you feel that fear is coming, just do other things. Uh, I mean, fear will pass. I mean, I'm I'm maybe I'm too positive. I'm a very positive person. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's great. A great change of pace for us. But yeah, I mean, the fear of uh, of uh, freedom. I mean. It's normal. It's just something that artists have a lot, <laughs> so we have we kind of have to deal with that. But you prepare uh, five years uh, of studying just by training your fear for the freedom, you know. So <laughs> you kind of have to finish with the preparation on that. <laughs> but it's a very good book. I I should uh, read it. Yeah, it's available in a lot of languages, I think. But do you, but you work uh, only at your studio as an artist, or you, uh, or you have another work to like to get money for for to live? Ah, hmm, this is the question of all the artists. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, I work in my studio. I spent a um, few years on doing workshops and teaching. Um, I don't know, drawing uh, classes, printmaking things. Um, so yeah, I mean, somehow the um, to learn how to make art is very, very handy. And when you feel confident with your uh, with your hands, you know, you you can do many things. You can really create many things. Um, I'm working now with few collectives, uh, creating uh, artifacts and handmade things. Um, I worked in a museum. I just finished with the pandemic, but <laughs> as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you, for me, it's, it's extensions of what you, you, you should do, you know? I mean, you work with art and yeah, it's, I, I, it happens to me to, you know, to communicate art, to learn, art, to teach art, and to spread art. Yeah, basically these things: workshops, yeah. museums. Yeah, I did the cultural mediators recently in a in a very cool place here in Milan. Um, it's called Angar Bicocca, mm -hmm. um, and yeah. I had an association, so you kind of try to, you know, be in the art always, the good vibes. 
<laughs> I would okay. also like to, to be all the time in the art. Well, I know, yeah, I also teach and Dilum also teach art. So we also try to uh, get cre creative job and to live from it. But it's not always that simple, you know? Don't no, you it's, not it's not yeah. simple. You have to believe in yourself a lot. And there is a lot of con uh, concurrence. concurrence? Yeah. yeah. Competition, let's say. Competition, competition. Everybody yeah. wants the same jobs. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, in the end, uh, you, you just have to enjoy, you know? Um, so, yeah. yeah not easy but I think I think maybe we should go back um, to your work so I would like to ask something about the mythology uh, what do you think what's mythology in general um, yeah I mean yeah mythology is present sometimes in my work and I I think it's um, is a good way to kind of um, create a fictional fictional um, situation uh, in a real world, you know, like we are nowadays. Um, and mythological things are, uh, I mean, I really, really like them. Um, and to use it in an artwork, I think is a, is a really good direction, uh, like out of all the other directions. Um, and a really good way to speak about um, a kind of knowledge that a certain society kind of creates to explain things, etc. But that is kind of um, still floating um, in in the in the time. So it doesn't have doesn't have a specific. Uh, time but it still exists you know somehow it's something that it doesn't of course it doesn't exist it but it still exists so it's i think it's very poetic and it's kind of yeah. eternal knowledge like exactly. we have but i because i also work a lot with mythology and, yeah, and i i read that something on your website oh you look me up okay <laughs> I was uh, was spying. <laughs> we are, that's why we have social media these days to spy on. <laughs> I'm happy that I have no uh, no website. <laughs> Nobody can spy me. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find you. <laughs> I have no website because I have no money to pay it. <laughs> like one day, one day you will have it. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually made her a website, so it's like ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I just need to pay it. That's all. I, I give a hit. <laughs> uh -huh. no, but I understand what you're saying about mythology. Like it's this, like you have science today that, to explain things, but there are certain things that science kind of neglects. These, this more internal ethereal knowledge that is very represented in mythology. That's yeah. harder to put into words. Although, yeah, mythology is like stories and stuff, but it's what the stories are telling us is much harder to describe in words. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a kind of hidden things, you know, that uh, 
is is a hidden shared thing because it doesn't belongs just for one to one person and yeah i mean sometimes it also can be paradoxical how do you say <laughs> so yeah, yeah yeah it's a um, curious element and of course mythology is very wild and you you have so many it's a big world you know but yeah some sometimes um it uh, floats <laughs> um and it's very it's very good to do a reference on, on that i for example in the bathtub i was doing actually uh, a, a mythological reference like i was remembering this uh this uh, myth of cherokee of north american uh native mm -hmm. um yeah you know for the thing i was saying before for the kind of creation gesture of uh, spreading there is this uh, specific um little short tale that is uh, um, speaking about the creation of the world and how the world um, was uh, was in the beginning and so for them there is this kind of little um, scrubble like a, mon a little monster that is taking all the lands from um, from the ocean from down the the sea and is like a little bit is taking on the surface and is spreading on the surface of all the the sea and so this is how we ended up with lands and you know soil and you know <laughs> pay and countries and so i was i was you know taking just the gesture of this spreading little animal <laughs> but uh, yeah that's again how you see how i think um relevant and and eternal mythology is because then you have uh this uh philosopher that really interests me who has or who came up with the idea that like um, how we form our world is basically divided into two parts and that's like forming and breaking. Like you can either take a piece of clay and mold it in the way you want it or you take a piece of stone and you break things away to make another object. So that's like the two basic actions that we can do. And then you see that again with the Cherokee myth where it's about spreading, which is again then molding the world into existence. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do you know the work of um, Joseph Campbell? Uh, yeah, I've heard about it. I don't have it in mind. So, yeah, uh, maybe to, uh, how do you say, repeat it. It's like he studied mythology and how basically mythology comes back in all different cultures in the same ways just mm -hmm. different stories okay. different characters but with the same messages which again then says how how broad mythology is and that it always relays the same messages which is very interesting yeah mm -hmm. i'm like i'm like really thinking how people uh a lot of years ago how they actually uh, made so uh, poetical stories about all the things because i think my opinion i don't really study the mythology what it is you know but like 
I'm, I'm questioning myself. Um, I think that those people made the, uh, made those stories from life. Like, you know, they are seeing how the people are uh, uh, talking with each other, what they do with each other, and then they're making the poetical version of what they see in their lives. And then make then they make like stories about that. So this is how I see mythology, you know. So I'm like really thinking how they, uh, how did why they did it in so poetical uh, uh, way. I don't know. I mean, I'm just having in mind all the Greek representations and depictings myths from you know, like Roman stories and Greeks and stuff. And yeah, I mean, it's fascinating that, of course, I mean, image was the only, like, was the strongest, powerful um, way to communicate and to tell a story. And so, yeah, you, you, you have this strong representation of um, myths, but recurring and repeating always. But yeah, like, around uh, an invented thing, you know, you have such a, a strong uh, visual uh, richness and mm -hmm. it's very fascinating. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, what else, what else? Oh, I don't know what to ask, uh, a lot of questions. Maybe about the work, uh, I'm going to really pronounce this badly, I think. My Italian is not, not the best. Uh, <laughs> non sovo brava parole? Ah, yeah. Um, non sono brava a parole. Um, you forget the A, but it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I did it a few years ago. Uh, that was a room installation. A room installation I created uh, with a, a lot of, like, almost 600 photographs, uh, 600 uh, prints on the ground. And I um, disposed, disposed the images like uh, kind of uh, uh, in a row, uh, covering all the space. Um, and the room was very dark and that, like very few elements. But what I was, uh, the, the work was about um, recording the um, uh, many people uh, like actually um, for uh, i don't know one person i choose i took four or five frames of the mouth just the mouth um and i i said those people to pronounce the word parola okay so parola is means word in italian and so the idea was to have this uh, big carpet of words uh, pronounced by different people um, and um, so just the mouth, many mouths open and close and um, so this is the title, non sono brava parole means I'm not good in words. Uh, the thing was um, I invited people, I mean who wanted uh, to enter and to do this, like to walk around, so they had the, the choice. They could uh, take the shoes off, uh, enter in the room, and step, and they, they, they had to step on mouse and to step on, you know, on people. Um, 
and the, the room was very dark, so they didn't realize when they were out the room, uh, they didn't realize what, you know, what uh, they could find on the ground, but then they enter and they were stepping, it's like, okay, I'm stepping on mouse and stepping mm -hmm. on words, actually, so like, okay, literally stepping on words. Um, also, I had a corner um, at the bottom of the room, I had a corner with a light that gave this atmos this, this blue atmosphere and the light was look uh, i mean it, it seemed like an eye you know from from outside you were you could uh, choose not to enter but you you saw this eye kind of bulb bulb light and then you kind of were curious to enter so this was you know the the um, the little detail at the end of the room and so you enter and you arrive to this uh, bulb, and you saw a little, um, a little shelf, a little uh, uh, base with contact lenses, and so I, I just put all my contact lenses that I collected uh, for uh, one one year. I'm wearing contact lenses always, so, um, so yeah, this was the situation of this uh, uh, room installation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I conceive it like a, a big room with a lot of people speaking very loud, but in the end it was very silent. Um, so I like the contrast in between uh, the words and also the lost, I mean, not only the, the lost of the, um, of the meaning because yeah, you let people pronounce parola, but it's not a meaning anymore. It's just a movement. It's just um, a sequence of movements that they are all the same. You know, it doesn't matter who pronounced that. It's always the same movement. It's like, I mean, it becomes a kind of semiotic uh, uh, sequence, a kind of semiotic uh, code. And then you have the, the lose of the the sound and all the other sense and but you merge uh, into this place and you you discover around that's that's all it's that was the i think it's interesting because then uh when you do performances you don't want to do them live because you want to have the the trace be the work um but then in this work you're also not present as a performer but the audience kind of takes over the performance Role almost. I I didn't hear a, a piece because I. Um, so you when you perform, yeah. you don't want to do it live. Yeah. Because then, because you want to have the traces be the work. Yeah. But then in this work, the audience for me almost becomes the performer. Yeah. 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 It's kind of, um, yeah, they could uh, choice, they, they could have uh, the choice, of course. It's not that the, the room had to be crossed or whatever. They had the choice and they had this, uh, um, they transformed themselves, of course, as a kind of part of the artwork. Of yeah. Um, and indirectively, they printed themselves. You know, because uh, of course they like by the nature uh, natural law, 
of gravity, they had to step on images and so leave prints on these on these papers. So yeah, I like so this. Took them and made them make the print or yeah, make the prints, make the marks on the paper. Yeah. Instead of you. It's really interesting. And I also think it's really interesting because like we now in America have the whole Black Lives Matter movement that's being really relevant and we have a lot of riots and it's becoming really to the forefront. And I think this works like in an indirect work, in indirect way also speaks very much uh, to that, like speaking, uh, stepping on people, stepping on words, trying to, it's almost you can make the association with like trying to silence people. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Is it something that's alive in uh, Italy right now with the everything that's going on? Um, well, not like in America, of course, but yeah, I mean, it's on the mouths of everyone. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very, yeah, it's a very sad problem, I think. And what do you think about the situation? Uh, I, well, I'm not the kind of artist that um, works just on uh, criticizing and having a word specifically specifically on these facts because I'm I don't uh, I don't feel like I, but I um, I do believe that art can can be a, a solution a, let's say a democratic solution I I actually when I heard about it I. I I don't know. I really really looks uh, looked uh, impossible. So really like very very weird and very far from me. And wow. Uh, but it's real. Okay. So you think you think that uh, the art would be a good solution for all of this? Well, it can gives an access to everyone, and I do believe that is a. Uh, um democratic language and um i like this thing of having um uh, yeah a shared shared things everyone can say what they they believe and have access to, to that actually that's interesting because uh, not so long uh, ago i had a, a small talk a small discussion with my friend one of my friends and I, uh, we were speaking about the religion or something. And I said that uh, the only uh, religion I have is um, art. Uh, and when he asked me why, I said that um, I think that art is one of, how to say that? In, uh, so uh, if politic, uh, if, if politics said, uh, would, say that art is forbidden, just forbidden. I can do like banana on banana on banana at home and it's art, you know? So uh, art is one of um, uh, the things uh, in our world uh, that actually people or politics cannot touch actually. So uh, yeah, it's interesting to think about this, like, yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing how art always survives like political regimes and certain 
repressions because it, it is not something it always starts in the head and that's a free space for you yeah, yeah. Like, you know uh, uh, for example if uh, well in 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 the morning we had a talk with uh, delum that our uh, colleague uh, he gets uh, artist status or something uh, so yeah. actually they give they give actually no money for for artists you know and the budget uh, for our cu culture is also cut in belgium so yeah. but it's not like you know how to say that uh for example let's take sport yeah if uh politics uh said like uh where we will cut the budget of uh, uh matches of uh, football for example they will not go in because there is no money to organize all those things, you know? But, yeah. but the artist is just almost impossible to stop artists because if you say for me that you will not give money, I will make art from nothing. Yeah, uh, so, you know? yeah we have this uh, subsistence uh, um, stimulus. And I, and I believe in that. I, I believe that uh, even with nothing we can create. And, so we get nothing. We 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 pay for Kailacht out of our own pockets, and we pay for everything we do and hire and and rent for by ourselves. We just make it yeah. work. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it goes beyond money. You know, it's not just having money. It's not that if you have money, you can do things. You can do things also without money. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. <laughs> But Maybe not. It would be nice to have a little bit of money. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. For example, uh, I ha I have so big projects in my head. It's just uh, really big projects, really big. But uh, uh, there, I need a really big budget for this. So it's not possible. Just not possible to do it. You know. So I make small things. Yeah. Well, so this, uh, understandable. Yeah. <laughs> the That's thing awful. is, we always create before having money, you know, usually it's like, okay, I know that I have money, so I create because I will have money, but it's like bubbles, we are like bubbles and we have our own world and we float and, but we don't know where we are going because you, you create your own words and then maybe you arrive and you you explode for yeah. this month. But, so I think it's very important to be strong and not, you know, not acting for like, in order to, to just have money. Yeah. After. Of course. That's a good thing. This is an example for young artists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it, it happens to me, you know, and sometimes I, I work and I'm like, oh, but I don't have this specific thing. So I won't do it and I, I, I know that I'm lying to myself because either it's laziness or it's like a big excuse because then the morning after I wake up and I'm like, wait, I really want to do it. I don't care about this little material. I will do it anyway. So <laughs> it's just about determination. So Yeah, and I think it's sometimes like, or in my case anyway, I get a lot of a lot of anxiety around like monetary issues and and space is issues and like what am i doing with my life 
and then mm-hmm. it often stops me from like being determined because I I do have like enough money to buy canvases and 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 paint and everything I need to make work. It's just sometimes like holding myself back, and that's mm-hmm. something I'm really still trying to learn to like push myself over that border more. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but you also find like. Um, like ways to make it work like for example now i'm i want to make like a lot of installations with different elements that i have already but i don't have the space to show it in so i make 3d models of what i want to make and then i i take those and they are like the temporary stage of the artwork and then the end the end result is then hopefully that i can one day execute them in real life or a form of them. One of them is back uh, uh, on your back. Yeah. 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 I, I see. It seems, it, seems, it seems like real. I swear. Well, I'm never going to be able to make this because it it has this like shower fountain thing that I want to make, and I talked over it with my dad, and he's like, um, "That's not that simple." And I'm like, "Can we install okay. a shower?" <laughs> oh my god, Eliasson, Olafur Eliasson made a, just uh, a big, big, big sound in the Tate's Modern. So I think everything yeah, is possible. He also has a $3 million budget and I get <laughs> Maybe some, some good guy will give you $3 million. And a space to show it in where I can like make a water pump and stuff. Maybe. <laughs> Um, getting back to your work, uh, one of the works that I um, really liked, and let me look up uh, the name again, uh, was the work that you made in the church together with, um, yeah. My companion is John Mirabel. Yeah. It was a dual show uh, that we did uh, last year in a church in Milan. Yeah, and what was it called again? <laughs> the title was Deriva. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean, okay, we spoke about myths, and this was actually based on um, on a legend. <laughs> Sorry, but they are doing noises, <laughs> and I can't understand. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, this was a site-specific uh, work. And uh, we had like one month residency in to this church uh, in January. So very, very big space, very cold. Uh, we create everything from zero. And we were working really into the space. Uh, so creating the artworks for the space. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very good challenge. <laughs> the shows was... Um, starting with this big uh, fabric. Yeah. Um, again, a hung fabric um, from um, above. It was almost 50 meters of fabric. Wow. And, and then it was difficult because we really used the elements we had. Like we couldn't um, make any holes in the on, on the walls and use the the altar and I don't know. I mean, we had a lot of restrictions, but 
it was uh, very good because from restrictions we had good results we built um elements uh, inspired by this the the story of the place and so what there was a historic uh, research and we went uh, to see okay so why this church is called like this and that and we found out a very very cool uh, legend and so we reconstruct the the yeah, the many, like, let's say two uh, miracles of this church, you know. I mean, in Italy, in Milano, you have so many church and it's very, very interesting to go into the reasons, you know. That's actually uh, my dream to one day be able to, because I've had a lot of <laughs> ideas to like, with churches that I know and the stories behind them, and I have so many ideas and I was like, and then I saw your work and I was like, damn, she did it. <laughs> yeah yeah we, we, we in a very it. nice very i think it was a great work and i was very very um taken with the work thank you <laughs> but uh with that exhibition and then you also had another one called um blah, blah, enter exhibition entre exhibition uh, uh yes um basically that was the exhibition i did during the art week in milan um two no, two years ago um that was uh, another duo show I, I was exposing with another artist and i had a big space in which i um, basically worked on my previous atelier because i used that space as a as a working space and i was like okay let's Mm, cancel everything and create a kind of gallery because it was a kind of white cube you know everything was white and i re um, formulated the space and ant was um an exhibition that was inspired by i mean starting from the title entre um in french means uh, in, between. Uh, in between so i created this um this cut in between the space so i was using the the tissue paper you know the silk paper to divide the space and so people could enter but they could enter just through that space um wait i'm just charging my phone because i don't have battery i have the hotspot um, and so this this um, separation was um, could be crossed, and I liked the fact of people they they could um, enter in the artwork, but with uh, really be ca being careful not to to leave marks on these things, you know. Mm -hmm. So you had this really really fragile um thing uh and then you access to the room and the room had a lot of um a composition of uh pedestals um and these pedestals uh white pedestals were finishing with a print on the top and so the concept was like entering into the printmaking mm -hmm. kind of not not really like that but um yeah, like using the printmaking, but to create um, 
an immersive um, exhibition. And also the pedestal, um, I like them because they usually, you know, the pedestal is used to hold things and to hold uh, artworks. But in this case, I, I use them as a, an, I mean, the print was the pedestal itself and it was a wall artwork. So it was a kind of, it's like, I know, uh, non sono brava a parole that uh, we were mentioning before, but with the vertical element somehow. So this thing of uh, the door, you know, to pass through a, through a door. Mm -hmm. um, yes, so this was the general thing. Also with, I mean, I like the, element of tissue paper, silk paper, I don't know, uh, the same. Um, because with this very fragile element, you have uh, many possibilities, especially in the printmaking process. It's a very, very fragile um, layer, you have fragile material that uh, is really strong at the same time because it uh, preserves the ink um, but also it can be used as a, um, as a rest of something, you know, it's like you use it to, to keep the things, you know, into shoes, into fragile yeah. things, it's, it's um, ambivalent uh, objects. <laughs> um, we were talking about like uh, the Entre exhibition and then um, Non Sovo Brava Parole. Yeah. <laughs> and well, what oh, wow. I know is that there was like um, that a lot of your work has this direct link with uh, the space, and it's either through the through the history of the space or the 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 feeling and the like dimensions and and physicality of the space. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's important. I think that the artworks has um connection and a dialogue, not only a collection with the space. Um, and so it becomes part uh, of it, uh, depends in, depending on the situations, you know, like also the towel that I'm sent to you, I'm, I mean, that I, they sent to you, it will create another situation in your space. Mm -hmm. And of course, it will be a surprise. <laughs> And um, I mean, it's very important that the the situation creates the the exhibition. You know, I mean, you are there uh, for a specific moment, and and you are part of a, a specific moment that was created in the past somehow. And it would be in the future. So yeah. Because you also wanted to be present when we hung the towels, and now I understand more why it's important for you that they are in these specific places that are determined by by you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very important to me. So I was uh, hoping to to come, and I'm still uh, conscious. I'm still uh, uh, trying to come for the opening. Mm -hmm. Also because you create a. I mean, I mean, it's always an exchange to set an artwork. Um, I believe that uh, since we are a group of artists, you know, we, 
we have uh, we have a lot to exchange mm -hmm. at that moment. That's also why I why we want to wait until like the borders are open and that people can really travel to the exhibition because we have we have a couple of artists from Germany and you're from Italy and then uh, we have a couple of people from the United States. Um, we have Belgium, we have a, a girl from the Netherlands, so we really want that everybody has the opportunity to come to the exhibition. And um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now with COVID, we learn how to use Skype and Zoom, so <laughs> that can maybe also yeah, be- Yeah, it's also, it's also uh, an opportunity uh, for the viewer to like ask the questions for, uh, you know, for the artist. It's not always so, so interesting to uh, interview the creators about the works uh, because artists are, are uh, always the best people who can, who can uh, explain their own work. So, of course. Not always. Okay. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah, not always because Luke <laughs> uh, Damon's uh, never explained his work. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> But talking about like exchange between artists, you seem to work a lot together with artists and have duo shows where you not uh, only show your own work together with someone else, but really work together to create work. Yeah. Is that yeah, I, of course, I, I work uh, very often with other people and I think it's important the exchange of uh, ideas and you have the moment in which uh, all the, those ideas becomes one thing, you know, I was speaking about um, my boyfriend. We worked together also, like the church project we did. Um, we, uh, I work with other artists. Uh, right now we have um, a project called Caron. Um, this is more about uh, nature, like um, we, we work on the issue of fires you know mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah but right now i have these two things uh it's very important to me uh the collaboration because you have an exchange and in the end you have really you see the you know the production and um i like to conceive it as a wall piece you know as an organic um, collaboration we we never work uh, in both uh, the groups we never work uh, separately like mm -hmm. um and it's good to exchange the the various um, skills. Ah, and that's that's true. Because we I don't know really. Uh, you said you said that your uh, your bo uh, uh, you worked together with your bo boyfriend. Yeah. So he's also an artist. Yes. Okay. Um, I have. Uh, Bring him to the show. <laughs> so I have uh, the question actually it's uh, a little bit funny but um, if we go back to Abramovich she said that uh, it's not impossible uh, to have a family with two artists like uh, to to have a relationship uh, in between two artists is that so yes of course it's not impossible it's very stimulating I think oh okay <laughs> So uh, uh, it's it's okay for your boyfriend that you are an artist. Also, you have 
you can you can deal with uh, your uh, ideas or is uh, somehow he's hard? just off screen isn't he he's listening right yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> he's not busy. he does the noises ah okay uh, the noisy boyfriend he doesn't want to show because uh, it's a shame uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ask it. I ask it because my boyfriend is also an artist, so we are uh, already uh, eight years together. So I am not really into into the idea of a brownwich. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on time. Uh, we we don't have eight years, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean we work pretty well together. I have to huh. say, very, very, we have uh, tasks that we already know how to follow. And so we have, um, uh, we are very coordinated, you know. So, uh -huh. And guys, we are about to open an atelier in Milan. You will be very welcome to, to come oh. to, to our place. Well, yeah. I have no plans for this summer, so. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, me neither, so. Uh -huh. Well, I'm single, so I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> okay, so uh, we ask the same questions for all uh, artists we are talking uh, with. So I'm going to start with the first one. Um, uh, who is your favorite artist and why? <coughs> Um, okay, my boyfriend just is pointing at his himself, but I'm, I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> to say that. I okay, I, I had a kind of turning point with um, an artist, is a Portuguese artist. Uh, uh -huh. I don't know if you know it, Elena Almeida. Yeah, I know her. She had yeah, a show, I, I think, in Wheels recently. In Brussels. Sorry? She had a show in Brussels recently. Uh, I don't know because she died recently. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe before. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it can be. Um, yeah, it can be. I, uh -huh. yeah, I really, really like her. Um, and and what's she doing? Because uh, I don't know her. So maybe you can, you guys can uh, uh, explain a bit. Uh, well, she uh, she works with uh, she worked. I mean, it's not that contemporary. Uh, she works on uh, during the seventies and eighties a lot, um, and she does photography. And she uh, she uh, let's say she acts on photography a lot with the um, brushes, uh, interventions, or uh, pictorial. Uh, elements so the photography uh, often documents an action that she does uh, before uh -huh. and, and she kind of uh, show herself um, through the photography but maybe uh, what I'm interested uh, on is the way she traits the body you know because she she puts herself on the camera like um, on the on the shot, like mm -hmm. to shot and to, to, to reveal her body, she she always re reveals her body, but is is very neutral somehow and um, also very graphic and um, you know this black and white and and she I think she's very poetic. She's not because the um, I think that sometimes to show yourself to 
other people can be very a bit heavy you know and your presence is is very strong somehow but um to make it harmonic uh, it's uh it's a bit rare and she, i think she 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 made she creates a harmonic figure of herself mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. okay um the other question would be, uh, uh, describe your studio in one sentence. Ah, uh, okay. So now my studio is very messy because we are about to move. <laughs> so this is the first, uh, the first uh, objective. Very, very messy. I, I always have, uh, oh no, wait. I had to describe my studio with one, one sentence. One sentence. One sentence. Um, very messy. <laughs> very messy. <laughs> no, but smell smells of uh, ink. Okay. Wow. I like it. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, and um, the best book or document documentary or a movie uh, that you can uh, uh, that you love to uh, look at or uh, to read. Um, alors. Let's say in the, during the quarantine, I saw many movies because I had the time. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. I saw a very, I don't know if call it a documentary or a movie, maybe it's both. I saw um, a short film, let's say. Uh, I think you can find it on YouTube. It's called Mind Walk. And it's, uh, it's very inspiring. If you haven't seen it, it's called Mind Walk. Um, is a speech, is a long speech, and so in, um, let's say in a form of dialogue, they they speak about there are three characters, so very few people, uh -huh. <laughs> but they are um, speaking about philosophy, um, quantum physics, um, and science in general, it's very stimulating. Mm -hmm. uh, books, uh, well, right now I'm reading a comic book. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading Persepolis. I don't uh -huh. know, I, sometimes I read comic book. <laughs> but okay. it, yeah, I mean, just right now. Uh -huh. I mean, that okay. would... <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm gonna watch, uh, look at that movie. Yeah. I already Googled it. All right. You can okay. find And uh, would you have some tips for uh, young artists to the future? Okay, young artists, um, uh, just uh, not being paranoid and follow, follow their uh, uh, good vibes and never surrender surrender uh -huh. and uh, just uh, yeah i mean not get distracting on, about things o also we were speaking about the money you know yeah uh -huh. i mean i would put that into the <laughs> always i mean never 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 surrendering and take the good vibes and if you wake up without the good vibes stay in bed all not all the time and who cares? Mm -hmm. Just continue on the on the good vibes, and on the instinct. Very very important. 
So basically look at what I do and then do the complete opposite. <laughs> that's, that's why I keep telling everybody, don't do art school. Look at what happened to me. Right. Okay. Uh, it was really nice to talk with you. It was really interesting to listen to your, um, yeah, to you, uh, about your works. Like, how do you see art and what do you think about that? So I think uh, it was really nice uh, to see you. And we, I'm really excited to uh, show your work in our exhibition. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Right. We hope so too. We're going to, it's now I'm so happy because now we finally have some perspective on when we can open up again. And uh, yeah, I hope next week we can start discussing it and then have an opening date by the end of June. Uh, mm -hmm. end of, okay, well, let's By uh, then we'll know when it opens. I think maybe beginning of August so that everybody has enough time again to plan everything and yeah. be healthy. Okay, I will be there. Okay, great. All right. And you we finally big projects you have, right? Uh, building up the exhibition and then hoping the other exhibitions that got cancelled happen again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope also. Mm. Okay, so we will see you at the exhibition, hopefully. And thank you all the listeners. Uh, and uh, till the uh, next, next Monday. Episode. Yeah, next episode. Bye. Bye.